0: The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at with your hosts Shane Chapman and Wade Laurent. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, yeah, The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go. Welcome back to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Wade and Shane on episode 199. The Eve
1: of 200.
0: 200 most likely to happen down at Deck Expo. So if you're around, when are we going to be allowed to talk about what we're doing down there? Soon? Oh. Stay tuned for what we're doing down there soon. Where to find us?
1: I don't know. Like, Maybe. I don't think I told anybody I wouldn't talk about what we were doing.
0: We have some details to figure out, and then we'll post about it. So follow us on all our socials if you'd like. Fine. Chances are, if you're listening to us, you already do. Wade, would you rather? Are you ready for this?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Boy, you're into this pretty quick. Yeah. No small talk today. I got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you rather give up social media
0: or eat the same dinner for the rest of your life you get to choose the dinner but the same thing for the rest of your life or give up social media
1: I'd give up social media personally and business yeah, I'd give that up really My up. wow no sacrifice for the greater good here hey nope
0: we built this business on social media. Yeah, well you Come run on. most of this stuff. I like, <laughs> yeah. like, we asked if
1: I would give yeah, it up, I, I could give it up. Easier for you than me,
0: <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Boy, that'd be tough to give that up, but um, I don't know that I could because I feel like we have just built this business and any future business will be like, it is on social media. I feel like I couldn't do that. And if I got to choose and just eat pizza every day for the rest of my life, I could like absolutely get sick of it at some point, or but I would like take a, a good run at it.
1: Pizza? You don't have to be like when you said the same meal, I assumed it was like meat lovers pizza, like the same, same, not sure. Well, that's fine. I would probably choose that one all the time anyway. But then you die of scurvy six weeks. <laughs> hey, in.
0: you know what? We all got to go somehow.
1: <laughs> if I go out eating pizza, I'll post about it on your social channel. Real good <laughs> then. Yeah,
0: yeah, you will Uh, work a high paying job that you hate Yeah. or your dream job with only enough money for basic necessities.
1: High-paying job that I hate.
0: Yeah? hmm Yep. What if you hated it so much, though, so that it just, like, made you miserable 24-7? Have you ever had a job like that? Like, aside from this one?
1: <laughs> I have not had a job like that.
0: So I had a job like that one time. And I was miserable. Like, it sucked. And so, like, if you really hated what you did... But you was it
1: high-paying? no. Right. So that's the difference. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Fair enough.
1: Like, uh, so but when you're at
0: your job for like 40 hours a week, when so,
1: right, and who's awake for only 60 hours a week? Like, you're awake way more, right? And so, okay. Okay. Like, I would say you're awake for likely eight more hours a day.
0: I think we need to there. This. Like, what's high paying? How How do you define that?
1: In my head, high paying is like two twenty-five or two fifty a year. Yeah, if you've got so, if I can make a quarter of a million dollars a year, yeah, and work forty hours a week, eating shit, I wouldn't care because as soon as like as soon as four thirty hit, I'm like poof gone. I would suck the drapes off the window every day at (laughs) four thirty (laughs) because I'd be gone so fast out the door. Yeah, but then you have another like eight hours. To do things you love. And if you're making so much money, like you could then go and like, I, I don't know, you could work for four weeks and then you could take a week off and fly somewhere and be gone for a week. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And because you don't have to make it back to your job. You don't need to. You work like two years and afford a house and work two more years and afford another house in a new location. And so you could work for like, eight to 10 years of like bad, like you could hate your job for 10 years, but then be done work like permanently.
0: Yeah. If there, if this is a, if high paying is like open-ended, yeah, I'll shovel shit. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. Get a text from a one night stand saying I'm pregnant or saying I have an incurable STD. Pregnant. That's—they're both lifetime commitments on that one, hey? Yeah. Okay.
1: But I don't have kids, so
0: easy for you to say, yeah? It's easy. (laughs) Or that depends on (laughs) who the—I think this depends on who the one-night stand is. You know, like, if she's awful, uh, maybe it's better just to take the disease and run. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anywho, or him—not one to judge. He—he wouldn't—he
1: wouldn't wouldn't get pregnant. pregnant. Unless he decided he was a she. And
0: then <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, well, I'm not even going to attempt to do this, but we, you oh. came up with the topic today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, once again, if people are listening to this, DeckX will start right away. We're going to be there. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. We're leaving in like a
1: week and a little bit. So Fraser's going to come with us. He is? Which would be really good. So anybody that meets down there and listens to this podcast, you can meet the guy that runs the Regina store. Yeah. Uh, it's so probably why that store runs so much better. Chevy,
0: Chevy? Should we call him Chevy? Oh boy. His last name being Ford. That's the only joke. But he actually drives a Chevy, so it wouldn't be that wouldn't be that funny. That's pretty funny. What's up, Chevy? I'd like to what we should, we at should at name, name him something that takes a dig at either the Calgary Stampeders, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or Tom Brady. Yeah. Those are the things he likes. Yep. He's a weird dude. Or the Calgary Flames. Anywho.
1: So he'll be there. Yes. And he's never been to Vegas.
0: Which I find super strange because he it's not like he doesn't travel. He travels a he's lot. He's close to Florida all the time.
1: And he's been to like Encinita, California. Okay. He loves like the West oh, yeah. Coast. Yeah. And Florida.
0: But it's some he just likes being close to the water. But he lives and here.
1: warm. <laughs> he likes warm places by the ocean.
0: <laughs> it's not where he lives. Nope. It's not where he lives, not even close. we no got to be down there too. We got we got about that's a exciting. week to train him how to help us with this, set this podcast up. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. That's not
1: gonna work. No, that's not gonna happen.
0: Anyway, the topic for today, episode one ninety nine, Wade came up with uh and it's about giving back to the community. So
1: I didn't actually come up with this. Uh okay. Well, so you had me fooled. Jason I didn't come up with it. Jason from Newcastle texted me today and was like hey thanks for the shout out on the podcast yesterday like i really appreciate that and whatever right and i was like wow, it's good that we were able to work your product back into a podcast it was like you know i think he's one of those guys that's helping like drive the industry a little bit further yeah, yeah. in general sure and i was like what do you think we should do for a podcast today and he said oh why don't you do something about giving back to the community this was Kason's idea Kason jason that's right and so i was like done because uh, after hundred and ninety-nine episodes. You know, I sent you away and I said come up with a topic. I didn't. But and all you did was delegate. Well, yeah. well done. I got <laughs> it. <laughs> um, he gave me the broad scope. And so then I dug into it a little bit on my own.
0: Should have just called him up and had him on the pod. So Should have had him like dialed probably in. Probably busy though. Is there are Changing we on YouTube?
1: Do we have people? Uh there's there was three people in here. Good. One of them was Kaysen? Nope. Kaysen Jason. Uh, we got, well, we got six people in there. Uh, there we, we go. Ravens and, and Precision.
0: What's up boys? Kevin and Scott are in here checking it out. See both those guys next week. That's right. A couple weeks.
1: All right. So giving back to the community. Yep. I took two, two like paths with this community. One is the community you live in. Okay. Where we are. How do we help Vagina. Locally, how do we help Saskatoon? Saskatchewan. Okay, sure. Sponsor right. curling bonspiels. That's that was Number what one. I thought of. Yeah. So <laughs> I do these different than you. You're a list guy. You're like, I oh, want yeah. a list. Oh yeah, yeah. And me, I'm like, I just want talking points. Don't care if it's a list. Okay. Because I hope we can elaborate on each of the things. Good so, luck. Yeah, because you're just gonna be like, I'm not pretty short on words. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the first thing I wrote down was like, look for local charities that needs some help, and mm. what I was thinking about with that is, COVID has been like an absolute, like killer on events like this, like charities and communities, because yes, yes. like a lot of people don't have a ton of money to donate, right? They donate time, yeah, and you weren't allowed to go anywhere. You weren't allowed to go help these. Time things. was
0: taken from you as well,
1: yeah, right. And then everybody was concerned about money as well because they didn't know if their jobs were going to be secure. And then a lot of people did lose their jobs. If you think about the hospitality industry, that was all gone. So now there's not disposable income. Right. Now there's more people needing to use these community-based support systems. Yeah. And so it was like, well, those things are like they've been depleted. COVID's now over. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Might be in the fifth or eleventh wave or whatever we're in yeah. could be happening. Yeah. Well, it's just hitting the world right now. Two more vaccines, we should be good to go. And then, uh, now people are like trying to use these systems again, and there's no people there. There's no like nobody's the community that they had that was helpful is not around as much anymore, right? The
0: volunteerism, the charitable attitudes, the yeah, sure, yeah, kind of dried up. Just
1: all of that, right? Quit so. helping people. You can't be close to them, hard to help them if you can't be close to them. Right. And so now it's like well, but now we could use some help again. So, I feel like people could look out, look up or look for groups like that to maybe just try and help a little bit. Yeah. Get back to that like community sense, giving back a little, which
0: bit. we in Saskatchewan here are quite well known for if um if anybody hasn't yeah. heard.
1: Yeah. Saskatchewan
0: is, people from Canada are generally considered to be fairly friendly. Saskatchewan takes that up a notch. It's like, we're like the friendliest of the friendly here. Yeah. And we do have, it's very small town vibe in this province. People definitely do, the volunteerism is there. It's like very community focused in this in this province. So I hear you.
1: Yeah. So hopefully we can, hopefully some people will start to do that again. Um, it doesn't have to. To, it doesn't have to be money like i said it could be time uh and then so i wrote down a couple examples of things that we've done in the past that i thought would would be nice to see those come back or uh i don't want to go so far as to say that like we should start doing that but if something like started to happen again then i could see us getting on with that so uh one example is build love so that was the one where mm-hmm. it was like you found a house or um, some people within the community that either didn't have the means or didn't have the money or whatever. Some like something was up or they were well. a the, well. the few
0: times that yeah. The few times it happened, or at least the second time it was like people were able to submit their like potential recipients of the build love program i guess and yeah it was generally focused towards people who there might have been a disability or like they were in a, some sort of hardship the two years that happened it was disability right we had correct uh, i believe the first lady had ms if i'm not mistaken, or uh, something some muscular disease
1: i think that was the second one the and first one was the, sorry
0: the little girl yeah had, they i guess they both had little the girl was, was like a muscular, muscular d- disorder something. right yeah.
1: she was like kind of born like that
0: yeah And then the second one I think was a...
1: And the second one was a lady who had MS and they had to renovate the house and it was like...
0: So people have mobility and accessibility issues within their own homes. Right. They're imprisoned in their homes essentially, right? Yeah.
1: And so it was like a bunch of contractors that came together and sort of fixed up the house.
0: Yeah. Fixed up. Yeah. Like like then changed. (laughs) Wasn't just painting the walls, you know? Yeah, yeah. Changed it. Giant overtaking. (laughs) Yeah. So undertaking.
1: So that, like that whole thing is now gone. Yeah. That organization doesn't seem to be around. I don't know. It's I don't know if it's actually gone, but um, we certainly don't see anything about it anymore, which is too bad because it, like, that was a whole bunch of people that were just together mm-hmm. helping the community. Yeah. So it'd be good to see that again. Just a little more like people like helping, you know, a little more yep. emotional. Yes. Uh, the other thing that we did was we. We built these little cedar shacks, huts. Mm. They look like they, I can't describe it any other way than like Go ahead. a little bird, bird feeder.
0: House. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: The other thing that it a could shelter look like.
0: for the. Yeah. The, the blankets. <laughs> for the yeah.
1: blankets. The other thing that it could look like was, uh, you know, uh, in the community you have these like community libraries, libraries. and they have yeah. a door on them and stuff. Yeah. So it was like that. And then we put, I don't remember what, the, they were like a foil blanket to help, yeah, emergency maintain, blankets, yeah. Maintain heat, right? And yeah. so we put those out on two or three different occasions right before a real cold spell happened. It was like, it's going to go down to minus 40 for like three days. And so we went out to some areas in the community, both in Saskatoon and Regina, and we put these little bird houses up and then filled them with the blankets. And yeah. the intent or the hope was that if somebody walked past and saw it, they would take one or or it would make its way to someone.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, there's, you know, there's programs and there's stuff out there to help homelessness, but not, not enough. Yeah. The unfortunate reality, like, it feels a little bit silly to even just do that. It's like, well, couldn't you do more? It's like, well, yeah, maybe. Um,
1: I feel like we probably should do more, but like what? Right,
0: but the the inevitable ugly truth is that people do spend the night outside, (coughs) excuse me, whether there's somewhere to go or not, they're stuck outside. So this was our way of trying to assist in that situation it's like it's going to be awful but we, like let's we can help by providing some uh, sh- providing shelter in a way i guess or at least a little bit of warmth or, or something some sort of protection from the elements from these people that just don't have anywhere to go i don't know yeah like
1: yeah and the idea the other reason that we went with those blankets is that they weren't just like a it wasn't a warm cup of coffee and it's over right it was yeah like, well, this is functional maybe, yeah. maybe this will work for a while yeah um. So that was
0: yeah, We'll do that again this year we still got more of them So
1: Yeah Yeah We left those We left the bird houses out The blanket houses Oh did you?
0: Yeah Well they're gone then Maybe <laughs> <It makes laughs> But I went
1: back in Saskatoon uh, Like maybe two months later And they were both still where they were Nobody oh, really? had touched them really? Yeah They were just there
0: yeah, and we'd so. put a, I don't know if you, the signs are still up or not. We put a little sign there. It just said, like, text or call this number when it needs restocking. Yep. And or it was like restock calls, it
1: yourself if you have an idea of what should go in there, right? It was like.
0: Yeah, bye. we kind of left it open for people to, like, you have scarves you want to donate? Throw them on top of these things. Like, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yep.
1: Um. So then I thought about some ideas, things that we could do this year or other people could do. So I wrote down soup kitchen could just volunteer at a kitchen.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Again, it seems like seems silly, right? Like you talk about. Do you actually do that cuz it's only like one day or two days that you give in like you give but I guess that's better than not giving the two days.
0: Uh yeah. Every little bit counts. That's
1: what they say. So, uh and then I thought as a like a material supplier, you could donate to trade schools or stuff like that so you could much less towards the like unfortunate or you know the like they're really impoverished, but more towards giving to the people that are about to start to like really come into society and start to help and contribute. And it's like, well, those schools, although they could purchase material, they probably don't have enough funds to do all of that properly. Yeah, it's in
0: a way, way it's giving to. back to our own industry too. Like there's, yeah, you, know, you can get back to your community you and get back to your industry, and so that's obviously more on the industry side.
1: Yeah, um, you could work for Habitat for Humanity for a bit or run a contest, select a winner, build them a deck. Sure. So that's along the lines of that, like Build Love, right? And it's like, well, maybe we should maybe we should find somebody that's worthy of this and needs some help and
0: blah, blah. And that's how we were involved in the Build Love was those people uh yes, they needed their home to work for them, but they needed their their entrances to their home and their leisure spaces outside to also be accessible in yep. both cases. Yeah. And so we were involved in uh, supplying along with our partners the materials to build the decks and ramps and whatever else and the and the labor. Yep. We just have some contractors come out and help us with that as well. And um, yeah, made for a improved accessibility with a beautiful leisure space to enjoy the outdoors
1: as well. So of all, not of all, both, we did both, but the first one, when that whole job happened, the only thing That I remember, like, specifically in great detail is Trevor, the Azek rep at that time, putting the piles in. He was, like, twisting those Pilex screw piles in by hand. And
0: the front of the house was like...
1: And he was such a fit dude. Like, he was, like, in pretty good shape. But when he he twisted four of those in... (laughs) And he was sweating and was like swearing. He was so mad. Was like, <laughs> These things are awful. Like what anyways it was like, a I And then he quit a few months later. He drove him right out of town. Drove, yeah, drove him into the ground, you know? So yeah. uh so Eric is in this chat as well, and Scott Kelly wants to know if it's black and white for everybody else. It is.
0: <laughs> we should have explained it. That it is black
1: and bit. white for everybody else.
0: So for those that are in the the YouTube And if you're not watching the podcast, you're wondering what this is all about. Uh, We did that on purpose and we have the little picture in picture uh, bubbles of our heads in the middle that are in color. And we were trying, we thought last week that with it all in color, it kind of like took away from the little chat angle, camera angles. So we thought we'd try the background as as black and white. And there's a reason for it beyond today's live recording as well. But uh, let me know what you think. Does it look kind of neat? Is it distracting? Do you not like it? Uh, I think you like Kevin says,
1: yeah, the boys are feeling classic today. Maybe Eric thinks it's because of budget cuts. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) costs more to put color on the screen. Yeah. I
0: don't want to pay for the (laughs) color camera. (laughs)
1: Um, okay. So I think it's cool. Look, we'll give back, uh, possibly give back a deck. I think that'd be great. And so then I also wrote Christmas is coming. Um, so if you have any cash available, that's maybe a good thing to do. It's like maybe maybe just give a little bit of cash to the shelters right now.
0: Yeah, there's also that's those, I'm awesome. sure most cities would have this, uh, the adopt-a-families for Christmas, whatever, where you can kind of donate uh, gifts and whatever for kids that are in uh, families that aren't fortunate enough to have a like a Merry Christmas, Yeah, which is always nice too. I know that last year we looked into doing some other stuff as well um, around... Uh, doing And we never ended up pulling it off because we had some pushback, but uh, doing hot chocolate or like something downtown where it was kind of like, oh, yeah, go out and hand out. Like, warm, you said before, it's like, it's not like just a warm coffee, but we were going to do that as well. And I know that one, it wasn't pushback, but one person was like, how about, like, that's a good idea, but there's lots of that happening right now in December because everybody gets a little bit more givey at the holiday times. Yeah. What about like doing that at another time of year? What about saving your, because we also d- had donated to a coffee shop, we had donated some. Um, gift cards. There's this one great little coffee shop in Regina that has uh, I can't remember what they call it. It's like their giving tree or their wish tree or something like that. And they hang little ornaments on it, but they also allow their patrons to purchase, pre-purchase a meal or a drink or a coffee or something like that and hang that little pre-purchased ornament on the tree. And then if somebody who is, can't afford it that day or is having a bad day or just needs like a little, little hand up, they can go in, take the the pre-purchased item off the tree, go redeem it for that item. And so we had, we had thrown some money their way and said, you know, here's, let us see, transfer some money. Just put a bunch of ornaments on the tree. We'd like to just like fill your tree up and make sure that people have a warm meal or a coffee if they need it or whatever. And so, yeah, they, we did that as well. But I, i around that same time. I remember something, somebody saying like, how about like, we just like hold, hold on to this for a little bit because nobody cares in February.
1: Like right. everybody's
0: kind of does their giving at Christmas and then they stop and it's like and the is, worst is yet to come. Well, otherwise.
1: Isn't that the truth? It's like February is February is like the darkest month, right? It's like, it's the blue month. It's like the, the most suicides. It's like, it's bad. It's a bad month. And part of that is probably that the charity is gone. People like stop giving.
0: Yeah. Cause everybody does get a little bit more charitable at Christmas time. Yeah. Like, that's just the spirit of Christmas, the, right?
1: And then they get their credit card statements, yeah. and they're like, ugh.
0: And then January 1st comes, and they make all these... Uh, I'm going to be better. Yeah, what do you call it? New Year's resolutions? I'm going to go to the... For themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm done giving. Now it's about me. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting a gym membership instead of whatever. To use both so, times this year. Anyway.
1: But okay, yes. so that was like that was my idea behind community as in, like, regional, where okay. you live. Yeah.
0: Giving back in your community.
1: Got any ideas other than that? Got anything that I missed?
0: To expand on that? Sure. What did I miss? No, but I think that, especially in winter cities like we are, it's like, it's tough to get people out of the house. This is why it gets depressing in February for a lot of people, because they just hole up, right? And I know the city's been doing, the the cities, Regina and Saskatoon, have been trying to do a good job of like putting on winter events, to get people out. Like you, it's not like it's, most days are not so bad that you can't be outside. It's just like you you just in your head. You're like, ah, oh, it's cold, miserable. Therefore, I want to be cold, <laughs> miserable inside. Yeah. Um, but they, they've been putting on these events in the wintertime to help people get out. I think just even being a part of that, getting people out and, and like bringing your friends and family out of the house to go do things is probably has, has a benefit too, at least from a mental health perspective. And it's like, cost you nothing there. It's just the idea of getting off the couch and getting out and doing it yep. or volunteering these organizations. Cause I know a lot of them are volunteer driven, yep. you know, when they're doing these uh Waskemo winter festival or frost winter festivals. It's a lot of it's volunteer driven yep. or small businesses that are, they're, that are donating or putting on events or hosting events, their thing to be part of this bigger festival. So there's certainly an opportunity there to get involved that way and try to, try to like share some of the, or, or create some sunshine in the middle of the darkest, yeah, <laughs> the darkest months. Yep. So there's that too. I think like small towns, like I said, they always have something going on. So um, like, I can't think of the last time I was actually out at a small town thing, but we both grew up in a small town yep. where there's, that's like, it is all about community in small towns and just like pitching in. It's like when there's an event going on, everybody gets involved to make it happen.
1: Because you have to, and and it's,
0: that's your socialization opportunities as well, right? It's both.
1: So you socialize because you do a, like what I can think of from back when we were in Arcola is that you would always have like a fundraiser for the rink, but it would be a foul supper. And so you'd go and, and a plate of food would be $20 or whatever it is. Yeah. But all the food was donated like every single person that attended did something they brought mashed potatoes or pie or a turkey or whatever right and then the the rink would buy the roast beef and the cooking of the roast beef but everything else was donated and then and the whole town would come yeah and you would all pay to be there you'd bring food and pay to be there and then the following year the lights in the rink would be better yeah <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah. like which was good because 90% of the town used the rink yeah. somehow right was maybe it was curling maybe it was hockey maybe they played maybe their kids played but in the summertime it was also where weddings were hosted <laughs> and so like the, yeah so
0: yeah I'm gonna say one thing to like pet peeve of mine fine that's kind of related uh Santa Claus parades so I think they're great I you think the like idea Santa of them Claus. is great <laughs> yeah but like we know about this guy right what he does uh <laughs> no I I think Santa Claus Parades are a great community thing. It's like it's nice in the season to go out and do that and like be Christmassy and see a lot of people and get people out and like the kids love it, right? If you are going to do that, I'm not saying you have to, I'm not saying this is one of the things you should do, but if you're going to participate in a Santa Claus parade or any parade, make an effort. This Ooh. is a pet peeve of mine. Okay. Because I go to, I've got kids, they, we want to go to the Santa Claus parade and you go there and it's like, if all you're going to do is bring your tow truck and drive it in the parade. For advertising. Yeah. With no decoration, no interaction, no like throwing candy. You just put a a pair of reindeer antlers on your headlights and then drive Mm -hmm. through the parade in your giant tow truck. Just save us the time in the parade, standing outside in the cold, and don't go in the parade.
1: Okay. Now you know.
0: It pisses me off. Like... (laughs) <laughs> yes, you're supposed to be able to get this little bit of brand recognition from going in the parade, but that's not the sole reason. You so should the, be not, you, that's the benefit of being involved. That's the byproduct of it. Right. Yeah. The 90% should be an effort to like put a smile on kids' faces and have the community come out and enjoy what you're doing and do something neat that people are like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So either build a display, have music, hand something out, do something. Don't just drive your branded vehicle in the parade. You are You do that every day. Down the street mm-hmm. I don't want to come out In the cold And watch you drive Slowly down the street Like <laughs> That drives you nuts So do Get involved in the Santa Claus parades Because they're great But put in the effort too Okay People are still going to see Your brand Past your display Now you know Now you know I had to get that off my chest Oh, That was good
1: It's like therapy This thing Hey
0: Because I go every year And I get disappointed <laughs> It's over
1: <laughs> It's over You said it was done Yeah Now it is <laughs> Next Community could be your industry community. So that's like for us, the decking community, retail, builder, contractor. Yeah. So that community is pretty good. There's a lot of Facebook groups. Yeah. And more popping up all the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I think that Instagram was like huge for that. Right. It was like that. I really feel like Instagram kind of started building this community of people.
0: I do think that yeah, it, we I used to call them Instagram meetups. We used to be like, "Oh, I know you from Instagram." I th- I feel like that uh, platform's prowess is lessened, and now it's really is the Facebook groups.
1: Yeah.
0: it's come full circle, right? It was Facebook and then Instagram, and then it's like back to Facebook a bit. On yeah, as far as the industry community goes. groups
1: go, on, right? Yeah. Um. So, like some stuff that I've observed over the last. I'm going to say year, maybe a little bit more than that, is that it's really, really changed from we all used to help each other and we all used to share and talk and try to build each other up and like give each other tips and pointers. And and as far, like I've seen it go as far as two competitors, in competitors in quotations, sit down And go through their spreadsheets and be like, this is how I price jobs.
0: Right. Yep.
1: And I watched that, I watched Kevin and Mike do that. Yeah. And I I took a picture of it. It's on my phone because I was so blown away by that idea that two people that absolutely would bid against each other in a job were just trying to help each other. It was like, I just want you to be successful. And I feel like what's happened in the last year and a half or two is that we've all gone to like our own camp if you will and it's like if you're a trex guy then you're a trex guy and you and everybody else is shitty and if you're a decorators guy then then they're all using inferior products and if you're an Azek guy then it's like you know what I mean yep and I don't know why that happened I don't know what has happened over the last two years other than this like global pandemic that would make people like introvert like that so much, because it was like it was really good what was happening. People were giving information like freely to anyone.
0: You know, I think it's just an evolution of it. I believe it's gotten fairly clicky, to be honest. And I don't think sure. it was so clicky before. You know what I mean? Like there used. To, if I think back to to my first deck expo, which was seven-ish years ago in Chicago. From there until, I would say, even up to our last one before COVID hit. Like, we missed the one last year, but like three years ago yeah. in, I don't remember what it was. Louisville, maybe that one was, or yeah. Nashville or something. Um,
1: hard they all oh. had bourbon, so it's hard to remember. Right. Uh,
0: I think in that era, it was just kind of like, op- it, it felt much more open. Every It didn't matter what brand of decking you installed. You were worried about, like, sharing and learning from each other about the, the tips and techniques and the running the business parts of things. And now I think because maybe it's because the actual manufacturers themselves have started paying attention to these groups. You know what I mean?
1: Maybe. That wasn't,
0: it wasn't like when we went down before to meet up with everybody, it was like, we were looking forward to meeting up with infinite decks, like yeah. Mark and the crew from infinite decks and um,
1: level I home improvements. So it was like level, we were sure, level improvements.
0: Yeah. And like you just went to meet the other contractors and, in the last couple of years, the manufacturers have really put a focus on trying to like infiltrate these groups and and create the groups.
1: And they're also infiltrating that meetup. So right. these events happen. And now it's like, now the it's like the manufacturers have realized that there's so many contractors there yeah. that they're not, they're no longer going to these shows to then party with themselves. They're like, let's go to these shows and then create events and make, and like not make, but invite contractors to attend. Yeah. And so what used to be a bunch of free time for contractors has now turned into scheduled time in your camp's hosting facility. Yeah, Trex has their event and Azek has their event and Decorators has their event. And they're all trying to have better events than the other guys because that's part of the sales for why you should install their board and work with them. Some of these builders are so big that they could easily reach top tier on every single category or on every single brand, right? Like, mm-hmm. I remember talking to a contractor who was like, my very first job, I am an immediate, like, I am immediately at their top tier when I do one job. Yeah. And so that guy could now, he could do three jobs and be top tier with Decorators, treks and AZAC. Yeah. And he could be invited to all of those events. Except...
0: Almost but for he sure he'd get pressure or what, like somebody would be trying to push him out and make him right. exclusive like to somebody. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But,
0: and so like, I, I think it's become clicky because some of the, I, I don't know if we're getting off on a tangent here or not, but it's like, we started on this path. I so don't have any, uh, I don't
1: yeah. have many notes left. So,
0: But it's become clicky. Cause now all of a sudden it, with, with decorators, for example, they've done such a good job of like really being involved in the contractor community. And, um bringing a lot of influential contractors onto payroll, we'll say and creating these groups that it's kind of like you're either in your or you're out so they, they've got this like they've got this consortium of contractors who are out there really telling the goodwill and the good graces of decorators out on social media Yep, which is only ever going to to give push like somebody's going to push back. You know what I mean? Yes. You get too loud and proud about anything. doesn't matter what it is. Yes. You'll find somebody who's like, well, just devil's advocate yep. or just like, we'll push back. Cause it's like, well, I'm not part of that click. And so yep. you're being loud. So I'm going to put my shit up too. Like everybody gets defensive. Sure. So yeah, of course, like certainly, the, and I'm not blaming the manufacturers. Of course they should be doing this and it's good that they are involved. like, contractors have more access to their rep or to the company or whatever. They're being heard more. That's a good thing. But, um, I think as that long just as they're
1: listening, as long as those manufacturers are listening to what the guys are saying, right? I just point.
0: think that probably explains a little bit about why it's become almost more competitive again between people. Like look at the look at the threads that are popping up in the Facebook groups right now, right? There's a guy who's having some trouble with some decorators' product. Yeah, you know he's had some jobs going a row with some defects. Well, everybody's been touting the praises of decorators for how long now? A couple of years now. Everybody's yep. like it's the best, and they're yep. shitting on everything else, and now. The second that there's a problem, all of a sudden, the, the shit gets poured back on them 10 times because everybody who's been <laughs> like, who wasn't in the click, the decorous click is now coming back and be like, whoa, See? all you perfect boards, piece yeah. of shit. Like now yeah. all of a sudden you get, in, it's just conflict. Like what happened to sharing tips and tricks instead of just like wearing the flag of a brand all the time. So I,
1: it happens. Yeah. It happens with every brand. It's just brand. an
0: evolution of this, like this community, I guess it's like, yeah. It's like you know, so
1: and and that's what I we used to share. We used to build each other up. Uh one of the reasons I thought it changed is I, I had mentioned that everybody is trying to monetize themselves.
0: Yeah, there's money involved in it now, right? So
1: there's money involved in like being a contractor working for these brands, you're being an ambassador, you're like you're actually being paid to say these things. Yeah. But there's also there's also the idea that we used to just freely give information. Yeah. And now people are like, "Well, I'm not going to give it away for free because I'm I'm valuable, and now yeah, I'm yeah. going to charge you for that. I'm going to I'll create these channels, the whatever, it's a YouTube channel. So you create a channel and now you charge people to view your information. And it is it is a hundred percent hypocritical of me to say that you shouldn't charge for that because uh we like we do that we have sponsored podcasts we make money on these things
0: yeah but i can tell you that when i was building still under with fresh decks uh years ago before like when and i had a good like i was i had a pretty good following on instagram that at the time right twenty thousand people on instagram six years ago seven years ago was a big following on instagram betcha Um, there really wasn't anybody outside of Dr. Dex himself who at that time would have like 80,000 or something like he was, that was a big account at that time. Yep. I was probably right up there in like the top three, as far as the following went at that time. Yeah. Not once was I ever worried about monetizing or like, how am I going to make this? How am I going to flip this into whatever? It was just about sharing and, and, and it was fun and you got your, your rush, your whatever from your endorphin. Rush from, like, getting comments and whatever. But it was just about, like, sharing and being part of the community. And, like, it was nice to have that little tiny splash of, like, social fame, whatever. When you went to events, people would know you or want to meet up. Like, that part was fun. Yeah. But at certainly no point was anybody worried about monetizing that audience at that point. And now it's become, now a few people have done it. And so everybody's looking at me like, well, I want to grow a big audience
1: to monetize. Yeah, because that's the goal. The goal has, the goal is no longer helping the goal is getting rich or yeah. getting famous
0: yeah and so some people do it well some people don't forget that they the way they're going to get there is by continuing to help and some people have lost it and been like they stopped providing the value and then start instead they're leading with the you're going to pay me for my value right and it's like that just turns people off right
1: away that's not it the way it seems to right out. and it's like and you're not you've lost the way that got you there and yep. what got you there was being helpful because that's what people want. Yep. It was like you were giving back to your community and you're like, it was wholesome and genuine. Yeah. And, and now that's gone. So.
0: Which is fine, but it's like,
1: yeah, but that's it, why you've lost your clout a little bit, right? Well, like and this, it's, also, it's also like, it's fine, but it's also like when you're, the point of this podcast is like to try and help other people. Yeah. Yeah. And so like. Right. Sure. Yeah. For that, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if that's whatever. Maybe it's not for everybody. So um, IG community grew because people just wanted to share and be helpful. Uh, and now that's on TikTok, it seems. So that's my, seems it's to be like-
0: the platforms are shifting a little bit, yeah.
1: Yeah, everybody w- still wants to like give back. Everybody still wants to, not everybody, but I believe lots of people are- Still fairly genuine, and still want to help. Um, but TikTok's it's not happening, though. It's you know what? I don't yet.
0: remember ever getting shit on on Instagram or Facebook the way you get shit on in TikTok when you yeah. post things I and mean, when you try to help in TikTok. Yeah, it's just full of people that just <laughs> don't want to shit on you and one off you. It's so funny. Like you can't let it bother you, but it's like. It's full of like trolls. Trolls. On that platform. Yeah, it's a different so environment. Close, right? Yeah. So the people that I are I trying to funny, help
1: seem to have moved over to TikTok, but maybe that's it. Maybe that's and the
0: Facebook groups. I really think the Facebook groups is probably the Facebook groups is where the camaraderie has moved. I don't think there's yeah, as much maybe. camaraderie in uh, TikTok. No. But in the Facebook groups, because it's probably like uh, more restricted access to it, it's like some of those groups are like pros only. Right, so you're right, not right. going to get the the shit if somebody yeah, troll you. Know they're but they're not even pros
1: in there all the time.
0: No, that's true. Some of them are better than others for we'll keeping them out. But I mean, you can control it, though, right? Yeah. If Somebody's somebody acting can. a fool. You can ban them from your group. Yeah. TikTok, it's just like
1: they're just uh, there. Free reign in funny. there. So, um, so then my last point was that now that you're totally inspired by the podcast that we've given and you've actually made it all the way to the end, you could plan for next year. You know, there's it's possible that people haven't budgeted or haven't planned to donate to their community locally or, uh, or within their industry. Yeah. So they haven't built their social content around trying to be more helpful and they haven't allowed enough time to help at Christmas or they haven't or in February or anything. Right. So yeah. it was like, think about that right now because the year has come to an end or you're wrapping up your season. And it's like, I feel like our industry is one that probably should be helping a little bit more because over the course of the last two years, we were one of the groups of people that was sort of protected from the downturn of COVID. Right. In fact, what happened was most of us saw an increase. Right. Because the renovation market boomed. Yeah. And so I think it's probably probably a good thing for us to do is to find some time to donate and find some money to donate because during the last couple of years, like we did well, restaurant owners, hospitality folks.
0: Yeah. We made it at least right. Like a lot of
1: retail locations didn't do well. Yeah. So,
0: well, any social, social gathering place was up against it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I thought another thing we should probably can cont- add to this list is Nadra. If you're talking about giving back to the industry. So n-
1: I did actually, that's funny. I thought of them when I was putting this stuff down, but then it like fleeted. It was, yeah. Gone. And
0: we're certainly, we certainly haven't been involved in to any extent that we should be preaching this, but uh, we should probably do better. Um, we hadn't, like I was a Nadra member for a year when I was under fresh decks. And then we, we weren't for a long time. We did sign back up out on the, as a dealer um for Nadja this year like this past year yeah and so we're in the we're in it but we haven't like we we promote it and stuff in the podcast we do that but yeah. we're we not involved it's too much in the events for, a little bit from a you know if they ask us to do something for them we'll do it I, mind you I, I found an email the other day and i totally forgot and i'm sorry heather but <laughs> i didn't reply to it either but it was like she had asked us to make this funny video a while back about some pancake video and mm-hmm. it's like i just like i saw it i guess at the time and then like marked it as red and then forgot to respond Ooh, to it. can't like, market oh, shoot, it is red sorry. Um, anyway so we're willing to contribute to the industry I'm just not sure how to a lot of times especially from where we are it's like it's not as geographically Canadian it's a focused, little bit tricky
1: for us right so yeah
0: but yeah. certainly Nadra is out there doing things for our in- industry so yes, they are uh, even just by being a member you're supporting that by paying your your membership fee yeah. gives them the ability to go and you know lobby government and work with building codes and everything else that they do for the industry so yeah yeah um, if you want a little bit uh, more of a hands-off approach to contributing to your industry, you could just sign up for NADRA membership and support the industry that way as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's there's other organizations in Canada Canada that are similar, but not not to the direct focus that NADRA is. Right. So, like NADRA is North American Deck and Rail Association is yeah. like the people that listen to this podcast <laughs> are very much like. Supported by that group, whether you're paying or not. Yeah. Um. For us, we're like we're also a member of WRLA, and I'm on the board, and they do quite a bit of advocacy and government work for Canada. Yeah. In getting the tax credits for home renovations and windows and insulation and all that stuff. But that's a much bigger, that's a broader like building industry. Certainly. Group, right? So. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Nadra is good, and I think most people in this industry are aware of Nadra, and if they're not, they should be.
0: Yeah, certainly ones that are already kind of engaged in the industry would be, but there's yeah. probably lots of maybe newer to the social scene ones that maybe wouldn't be. Yeah, right. They like not just a fairly small organization, so they don't have the reach that would uh, result in every single guy that's ever built a deck or gal knowing who they were. But
1: probably why you wanted, why they wanted you to do that video, right? Get your twenty thousand. IG followers. Oh
0: yeah, that's a pretty stale 20,000 20, on that account. No, I haven't done anything with that in years. If I post, I'll lose people. That yeah. Almost assuredly. Oh,
1: right. That guy. I've yeah, been meaning guy. to unfollow him for <laughs> yeah. a while. Yeah. 12. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. It would happen pretty
1: quickly. Yeah. Okay, that was it. That was uh, the extent of my list. That was all I had.
0: Okay. Well, no, that's good. I, I'd end up turning into a decent, uh, decent podcast. It's a little
1: preachy, right? It's a little like,
0: be better, do better.
1: I don't know. I think everybody could use one of those once in a while. A little be better, do better. Nothing wrong with that. At talks. All right. So, yeah. Okay. Well, we're
0: a week away from heading down to Deck Expo. Well, this will be the last, well, ah, this will be know. the last released podcast before we're actually in Vegas. We'll probably record one more next week before we head down.
1: Ooh, so. We're going to record 200 so nobody gets a shot at it.
0: Uh, right. Or we could hold it for that. I don't know how we'll do that. But, um, Regardless, we will be set up at a couple booths there at DeckX. So I don't know if the dates and times are confirmed, but we will share details on that once they are confirmed and they're okay with us sharing that because I think we'll probably try to uh, maybe do a bit of a meetup or something. Yeah, I think we should.
1: One of them for sure we should.
0: Yeah. Yep. So if you've never been to DeckX before, or if you're curious about the podcast or if you even probably a potential or an opportunity to get on the podcast. Yep. uh, If we pick that format. To come sit down and chat and uh, about stuff, but looking forward to the show, and I hope to see everybody there. And I'm looking forward to um, seeing everybody I haven't seen it in a while. So I hit that button accidentally, but it was like perfectly timed. Well done. See you next week. Hey, thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site, come and shop ultimatedeckshop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks.
1: Thank you for listening.